Welcome to Write This Down with Dot Bowen. I'm your host, AJ, and we are so excited to be on this journey of faith with you. Write this down. Genesis 17, verses 15 through 17. God said to Abraham, As for your wife Sarah, do not call her Sarah, for Sarah will be her name. I will bless her indeed. I will give you a son by her. I will bless her and she will produce nations. Kings of peoples will come from her. Abraham fell face down. Then he laughed and he said to himself, Can a child be born to a hundred-year-old man? Can Sarah, a ninety-year-old woman, give birth? Today on Write This Down with Dot Bowen, Dot will be finishing her three-part series on what it looks like to faithfully wait on God. Now let's sit and hear what Dot has to say. God told Abraham, he said, Abraham, I want you to leave everything that you know, and I want you to go to a place that I will tell you. And he moved forward. Abraham began his journey, not a journey to acquire land, rather a journey to discover God. As he arrived in Canaan, he moved on. It was never about the land. God had called Abram to begin his journey of faith. As I think about my life, I know that when I decided to follow Jesus, I had to receive Jesus by faith, and I began my journey of faith. Faith is our response to God's call. Our journey, our faith journey, is the way in which we live out our response to God. Now, I want you to catch that. Faith is our response to God. Our journey of faith, spirituality, as we grow in our faith, is dependent upon the way in which we live out our response, our faith to God. God spoke to Abraham and he said, I will give you this land to your children. I'm going to bless you. And it is 10 years later and Abraham still does not have a child. I believe as God begins to work in our lives and we begin to trust God, there come a time in our lives when I call it a mile marker. As you begin your journey, the race that God has set for you, there comes a time that we will face a huge obstacle, a mile marker in our life that we will have to decide, will I continue to trust God or will I take matters in my own hands? We know that it is 10 years later and God has still not given Abraham and Sarah a child. They began to question God's promise. How do I know this? Because Sarah comes to Abraham and she says, perhaps I will build my family. Perhaps God will let us have a child through Hagar. And this way, I will build my family through Hagar. As I look back over my life, and I don't know about you, but my greatest regrets are never those moments when I've continued to trust God, but it is in those moments when I begin to take my life in my own hands that I begin to live my life the way that I want. I become to build my life through my own Ishmael's. We know the moment that Abraham and Sarah decided that they would take life in their own hands, that they would try to fulfill God's promises by their way, by their methods, they began to live in dysfunction. They began to have tension among themselves. Sarah began to look at Hagar 
And Hagar began to look at Sarah and Hagar began to despise Sarah. And we know that through these moments that whenever we decide to be God of our lives, whenever we decide that we know better than God and we begin to create our own plan to fulfill our need, then we are beginning to walk away from what God wants and walk toward what we want. We will always have pain. We will always have suffering. I cannot imagine how many times Sarah would regret the self-inflicted pain that she brought upon herself because she did not trust God. Ishmael represents life on our own terms, and it is always an opportunity for us to either trust God or we can trust our own ability to fulfill our own needs. And every time we walk toward trusting ourselves and depending upon ourselves and not God, we're leading into bondage. It is 15 years later, and God shows up. It is that moment that God would begin to repeat his promise to Abraham. Sarah overhears what God is saying, and she begins to laugh. In Abraham's mind, I want you to understand this. In Abraham's mind, Ishmael was the fulfillment of God's promise. And how do I know this? I want you to look at chapter 17 in Genesis and look at verse 18. Abraham says to God, if only Ishmael were acceptable to you. In other words, Abraham was saying to God, God, just let Ishmael be the promised one. After 23 years from that moment that God said to Abraham, I want you to leave and go to that place. And I want you to look around, Abraham, and this land that I will give you will be to your offspring. I will give this land to your offspring. Here it is. 23 years later, and Ishmael has been born. Ishmael's 13, and God shows up again, and he says, I'm going to give you a child through Sarah, and they laugh. I think Abraham was like, are you kidding me? God, don't you see I'm older? Don't you see that Ishmael, he's a fine guy. He's a fine son. Let's let Ishmael be that promised child. And God said, no, we come to a time in our lives when God has promised to give us the desires of our hearts, that it is God's plan for our lives. And as we begin to make our own plans, they never work out, that we become a slave to our own desires. And God is saying, I'm not going to bless that. I am going to give you what is best for you. And my plan for you is not Ishmael. That was your plan. My plan is Isaac. And it must have killed Abraham to let go of Ishmael. But we know that through Genesis, through all the times that Ishmael and Isaac would play, there would be a dissension. And Sarah and Hagar would be jealous of each other. And God said to Abraham, Abraham, I want you to let go of your Ishmael. I want you to let go of your plans. Abraham loved Ishmael. God knew it. Out of grace and mercy, God said to Abraham, I will take care of Ishmael. And as I think about my life and those moments when I have decided to walk away from God's plan for my life and made my own plans, 
God has made something beautiful out of those times when I had my plans, but they became my regrets. And even though they were not good and they were never God's plan, God has made something beautiful out of that life, out of those moments, but it was never God's best. And as we look at Isaac, God said, I have given you a promise and I have given you my plan and my plan is Isaac, but you will never be able to receive all that I have as long as you continue to hold on to Ishmael. Our plan is never what is best for us. We don't know what is best for us. We don't know what God has for us in the future. God said to Abraham, Abraham, you've got to let go of Ishmael. In all of life, there is a letting go. Before we can receive all that God has, we have to let go of the things that are not of God. If we are going to have all that God has for us, we have to let go of the things that we think is what we want. And we begin to come to a mile marker in our lives when we have to decide, am I going to let go of my plans, my desires, my dreams, my hopes, and ask God to fulfill his plans for our lives. As we begin our spiritual journey, as we begin to walk with God, God begins to strengthen our faith. God begins to show us how great and mighty is. He begins to show us that life with Christ, that with God, all things are possible. Yes, but all things with God is right, is peace, is joy, is contentment. But when we decide to come to that mile marker and we decide to walk away from God, isn't it true that there's always sorrow? There's always shame. There's always regret. We don't know what God has for us and we have to trust him. We can't know what is best for us. We do not have the ability to see past our own desires, to see way beyond the road ahead, that journey ahead, what we might face, that moment when we are deciding, do I trust God or do I take matters into my own hands? We do not know what lies ahead, but God does. And God said to Abraham, Abraham, I want you to trust me and I want you to let go of Ishmael, a mile marker in his life. And he began to trust God. Now, remember the first mile marker in Abraham's life. The first faith marker was when he had to let go of his home and his family. And he began his journey. And now he had to face another mile marker. It did not look like God had remembered his promises. And even though at this mile marker, Abraham and Sarah decided to do things their way, God continued to fulfill the promise in his life. God continued to be faithful to Abraham. It is 13 years later and God shows up and he says, I am faithful to my promise. You cannot fulfill my promise. Only I can fulfill my promise. And Isaac is born. And it is God who names Isaac. He said, you will have a child. And they laughed. How can a man who is a hundred years old and a woman who's 90 have children? God, what you're saying is impossible. And God is saying to Abraham and he's saying to you and he's saying to me, I am the God of the impossible.
The life that God wanted for Abram was a life that would glorify him, a life that would represent that Abram trusted his life into the God of the impossible. Abraham's life, his story is not about Abraham. It is about God, and God wants your story. He wants my story to be about a God who is mighty, the God of the impossibility, the God who can take our mistakes and make them not good, but make those things glorify God. And as we look back on our lives and think about the times that we thought we knew what was right for us, it always brought sorrow. But as we look at our lives, the lives that we continue to trust God, it brings joy it brings laughter. He said, I want you to trust me. And as they trusted God and began to walk in their journey, every time they called Isaac in for dinner, every time they would call Isaac, they knew and they were reminded that God brings joy. Our Ishmael's bring sorrow and our Isaac's bring laughter. Every day in our spiritual journey, we're going to be faced with opportunities to either trust God or trust in our own ability. Think about those moments when you came to a place. Do I continue to trust God or do I walk away? I don't know where you are in your spiritual journey. I don't know if you are at this place right now that there is a temptation to continue to either trust God or take matters into your own hands to do the things that you want to do, or wait on God to give you what He wants for your life. All I know is this, God is asking you to just trust Him. And it is in those moments, in those difficult times, when we have a choice either to continue to go our way, or we can choose to trust God, call upon God, and wait on God. And we are often asked to give up what we think we want and ask God to give us the faith to trust Him for what He wants for our lives. We can either continue to seek after our Ishmael's, the things that we want, or we can hold on to God and let go of the things that we think we know and trust God to give us the desires of our hearts, our plans, our desires, our dreams, and our hopes. If they are founded And based on what we want, apart from God, they will always bring us sorrow. I can guarantee it. Or we can wait on God. We can let go of our Ishmael's and wait on God to give us our Isaac. We can let go of our plans and our desires and our choices and the way that we want to live our lives and embrace our Isaac. There was a time in my life, I was sitting at a writer's conference, and the man stood up and he said, what would the world miss if you never told your story? And I knew that God was pressing into my heart to write the story of a time that I was running in a half a marathon. I was not a runner yet. I was running in a half a marathon. And as I began to write this book of the things that I wish that I knew about a half a marathon, I realized that it was parallel to the things that I wish I knew when I decided to follow Jesus, when I began my race with Him, my journey, my spiritual race. And as I think about that statement, what would the world miss if I never told my story? In the middle of the book, I realized this was not my story. This was God's story. And as I think about my life, I realize that it is God who initiated my desire to follow Him. 
that God was initiating and giving me the opportunity. Either I can live life my way or I can follow Jesus by faith and allow him to direct my path and to run the race that he had set for me. We have a choice and it is up to us to choose. Are we going to live the life that we want or are we going to choose the life that God offers us? And every time we choose the life that God has for us, we will have joy. We will have laughter. Only God can turn an Ishmael, sorrow, pain, and heartbreak into laughter. I hope you wrote some of that down. Dot's book, The Race Marked Out for You, is available through Amazon and on her website, www.dotbowen.com. We look forward to being with you again next week on Write This Down with Dot Bowen as we hear from Dot talking about how praise is an essential role in the life of a believer. This podcast is brought to you by Cup of Joy Ministries and generous contributions from listeners like you. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss a beat. Thanks for listening.